Welcome to the Thrive TV Show with Lauren Parsons, helping you boost your health, energy, and productivity. Hi there and welcome to Thrive TV Show. I'm Lauren Parsons, wellbeing specialist from New Zealand. And today I'm joined by Beth Montgomery all the way from America. So welcome, Beth. Thanks for having me, Lauren. It is so nice to connect with you. Today, we're talking about how to brush it off and get back up. So I'm really looking forward to everything we're going to cover in the show. We're talking about how to learn to reframe failure and produce a productive outcome out of it. We're going to look at how to just get it done, but how to keep it manageable and the key practices that you need to keep your goals realistic. And finally, we'll look at when it is actually time to walk away. So, Beth, we're going to start with uh, this and that question so we can get to know you a little. Is that okay? That is perfectly fine. I look forward to it. Okay. So, tell me, would you choose singing or dancing? Dancing. Dancing? Nice. Logical or creative? Definitely creative. You're creative. Perfect. Broccoli or carrots? Carrots. Carrots. Nice. Taj Mahal or Eiffel Tower? Ooh, that's a hard one. Um, Taj Mahal. Taj Mahal, okay. Beach or mountaintop? Beach, hands down. Beach, nice. Bath or shower? Shower. Shower. Everyone's a shower. We're so busy, aren't we? Cardio or weights? Cardio. Cardio. Nice. Charades or scrabble? Charades. Charades? Okay, nice. And would you rather be able to play 10 different instruments beautifully or speak 10 different languages fluently? Oh, the languages. Languages, yes, absolutely. Nice. So Beth is someone who's used her personal life experiences to cultivate a brush-it-off, get-back-up mentality. She's found unshakable resilience and a desire to help others, both in her personal and professional life. Since starting her business, Project Done and Project Save a Life, she has not only aided in helping others complete their project and certification needs, but she's also turned her passion into purpose. And this purposeful passion doesn't come out without the price tag of many scraped knees, face plants, but that doesn't stop her from getting back up. So come along for a journey and hear her story today. So Beth, can you tell us perhaps about some of the story behind those face plants and how you've got yourself back up? Absolutely. So throughout my whole career of working life, I've done everything from uh, owning my own cleaning business to purchasing assistant for a carports place to, oh goodness, the administrative part. So I've had a lot of different uh, jobs and I had gotten into the insurance industry. When I did that, I thought, this is it. This is my career path. I found what I was going to grow up to be. Um, Unfortunately, that did not work out and I Face-planted really hard and I was looking at another career path um, recently and through that journey I used all the skills that I've learned and turned it into project done so fantastic and so just tell us briefly so what is project done for people that are listening and interested what is it that you do now So it's uh, Project Done exists to fill the gaps of project needs for clients, either virtually or physically. Okay, fantastic. Mm -hmm. So you, I know, are a huge advocate of failure and that it's okay to fail. How is it that we can turn failure into a positive and have a productive outcome? (laughs) 
a lot of podcast listening and a lot of just get up and learn from it. One of the most important things you can learn from a failure is that there's always a key proponent in a lesson learned. So if you reframe it in the aspect of, okay, well, what did I learn? What can I do better? Then you can forge on, move on, move forward and, you know, do it with much more gusto. Mm-hmm. So how exactly, for people that are wondering about, you said that word reframing, how exactly do we do that? <laughs> so reframing, instead of thinking of, of it as, oh, I, I'm not good enough, I just can't do it, I can't, I can't. Mindfulness of your words in your mind and how you speak to yourself is super important. It is critical that you are your biggest cheerleader, even when you have no one in your corner. You say to yourself, okay, self, I messed that up, but what did I learn from it? Okay, let's try this differently. Let's see if this works differently. And reach out to other people that will mentor you, that will come alongside you and show show you some tips and tricks. If you're embarrassed to do that, listen to podcasts. There's so much information out there in the virtual world. YouTube is a great resource as well. You, yeah, I mean, you're probably speaking to the converter because here we are on this podcast and TV show and there are so, as you say, so many options, so many um, great sources of knowledge available out there. When you talk about that opportunity to reframe, what pops into my head is the option that we can either choose to think of something as being permanent or something being just temporary. And I think that's one of those key differences we know from psychology that when we think of permanence that you fail one time in one situation to then think, oh, well, I'll never be good at this. And also pervasiveness to think, well, I failed in this one thing. I didn't make the pass in the the sports game to think, oh, I'm never going to be good at any other sport or at any other thing in life. And if we can reframe and realise that things are not going to be permanent, it's not always going to be the case, and they're not going to be pervasive, they're not always going to affect every area of your life. Sometimes we do need to talk to ourselves and reframe the the mental chatter that can go on, don't we? Absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, going back to the sports acronym or the sports um, example, baseball is the only sport that we celebrate losses and failures. The batting average on average is how many times they've missed and then hit the ball. So we're celebrating their their mistakes and failures rather than, you know, but we say it's a good thing. Okay, I didn't know that because in New Zealand that isn't a huge sport. So so just explain that for me. How is it that you're celebrating the failures and the, the misses and the losses? Just can you expand on that? Sure, I can explain it the best I can. I'm not a big pro baseball <laughs> knowledge person, but I do know that when someone gets up to bat, what the number is, is the number of times they've swung and actually hit the ball. And it's like sometimes like one out of five balls that they hit is a great batting average. I may, I may be wrong, so please, mm-hmm. you know, please forgive yeah. me if I You're celebrating however many times that they've, you know, actually hit the ball and you know it's it's a it's it's just it's intriguing to me when someone explained that because that was an aha moment it was like oh I didn't realize that all that thought went into that like yeah they miss the ball a lot but then when they do hit it man you can hit a home run you can be a Babe Ruth or you can be you know whoever the MLB 
top baseball guy is. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not too well versed in the base, but I do know that fact that we are celebrating their failures in a positive way. So yeah, fantastic. So it sounds like it's acknowledging, being able to acknowledge the things of you related back to your own life, the things that you've done that perhaps haven't worked, not to shy away and almost try and shut them out of your mind, but to realise, yeah, this didn't work so well when I tried this parenting strategy or this leadership strategy or doing this for myself, but to be able to say, but this has helped and this has made a, a difference or been a success, yeah. So and this I attitude I can say, so go ahead. Oh, I was, I was going to say, I love what you said about it being temporary because with life, everything is changing. It's, it's a constant change. This is only temporary. The, the thing that you're facing, the challenge that you're facing, the triumphs that you face, it's all temporary. So it will pass. Mm-hmm. Yes, those four little words that can be so powerful, this too shall pass. And I think those words are really powerful. I first heard them in a really um, difficult situation facing grief. And in that context, they are really comforting. But also, I love the fact that those four words are really powerful in our everyday life. Even when things are going well, to think, this too shall pass. I constantly remind myself of that as a parent and in what I'm doing in my work because when you're right in the midst of it, you've got to be present and enjoy it and and be engaged because those wonderful moments will be over as well, won't they? And so get off the technology, switch off and really just focus and be present where you are. And remember, in all times, this too shall pass. Time just does fly by. And the only way for us to really get the most out of it is to be present. Yeah, any thoughts on that? Absolutely. All we have now is the present moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and this probably links into, I know that you are a master of getting things done. And you know, this, I guess, is the background, being able to pick yourself up when you fail. Can you now share with us how is it that you get things done and you help other people to get things done? Well, it's all about listening to the need, um, getting things done for someone in a business perspective, or if you're in your business world, it's all about listening to what the critical times are or what the critical items that are needing to be done. So my biggest piece of advice is to get three things, personal, three things business related. And the personal stuff you can do first thing in the morning when you're fresh out of bed, when you're still you know, waking up or you're doing your meditations or your affirmations for the day. And the best time to get your three business needs done for the next day is at the end of the workday because it's still fresh in your mind and you know what you need to continue. Mm-hmm. And it's just breaking it down into little bite-sized pieces. So you're saying to, at the end of the day, to write down your top three things that you need to do the next day. And in the morning, are you meaning that you, you're starting a day and you're writing those things down, the three personal things you're going to do that day, or you're going ahead and organizing them? Just expand on that for us. About the personal? Yeah, so both of us. So the business we're doing at the end of the day, and when you mentioned doing your personal things at the start of the day, do you mean that you're writing a list or you're actually trying to achieve those things? Um, actually trying to achieve them. So they're, they're tangible goals, whether it's um, for personal, it could be, okay, I want to work out for X amount of time, or I need to get my, you know, the errands done or the housework done, whatever it is that is on your to-do list that will make you feel accomplished at the end of the day so you can relax. 
And then mm -hmm. for business, at the end of the day, after you've worked all day, and if you get into the good habit of doing so, when you get to the end of the day, you're like, okay, so this is what I need to do for tomorrow. This is what I still need to do for um, this particular project. How else can I make this uh, more manageable for tomorrow? Or what are the different steps that I need? What kind of, who, who do I need to reach out to? What emails do I need to respond to? Um, I found that it's really helpful for me, but the thing is what works for me may not work for you. So finding what works best for you and your schedule and your initiatives and objectives can be completely different. Fantastic. So it's about personalizing it. But I love that because we know that when we schedule something in first thing in the morning, we are 300% more likely to achieve it. And I really believe in that practice at the end of the day of writing down what are your top, and I actually do my top five, top five priorities for the day. And the key is not just to write down five things, but actually to prioritize them. I don't know if you know the story by Bethlehem or about Bethlehem Steel in 1918. There was a young manager who managed Bethlehem Steel, which was the largest steel manufacturer and shipbuilder in the States at the time. And he got in a, a young management consultant Ivy Lee and he said can you help us boost our productivity and Ivy Lee said sure just give me 15 minutes with each of your managers and I can help you do that and Charles Schwab said well how much is that going to cost me and Ivy Lee said well nothing unless it actually works how about you just send me a check three months down the track for what you think my advice is worth to you so Charles Schwab agrees and Ivy Lee spends 15 minutes with each of the managers and he then tells them this very simple thing he says at the end of every day Write down your top five things and then prioritize that list into the order so you know what your number one thing is. And in the morning, come in and just work on number one until it's complete or as far as it can go and then work your way through the list. Really simple advice. Sounds pretty basic, doesn't it? However, the result was phenomenal. Now, three months later, Ivy Lee didn't actually get a check in the mail. He got an invitation to come in and see Charles Schwab in his office. And when he went in, Charles presented him with a check for $25,000, which in today's economy is worth around half a million dollars. I mean, just imagine getting a check for half a million dollars out of the blue, you know, with no expectation. And Charles said it was because that one piece of advice and the cascade effect of that was the key thing that had driven them to the premier position. So I just think that's, you know, another story to, to complement what you were sharing about the power because people may dismiss it and go, oh, that sounds pretty simple, write down three things. But if you actually do it daily and you write those things down, you will make such headway. You know, if you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed, you make such progress. Mm. It's, all, it's all a domino effect. Once you start something, create a habit, it just, and you'll see, it, it, it creates this domino effect that encompasses your whole life. Mm -hmm. you know, in a positive way. You get stuff done and you feel yeah. like, hey, I did it. Now, what would you say to someone who's perhaps listening in and thinking, okay, Beth, this sounds great. However, what if I've got like a million things on my to-do list? How on earth do I come up with the top three? So if you have a million things on your to-do list, you want to break it down into what is most important and what should I get done today or tomorrow? Um, when you look at it in a real aspect, some of those small steps can be combined into one. But if they are the bigger steps and you're like, but this has to get done, like I have to clean out my garage, you know, by tomorrow. Um, Whoa. 
you know, some people have said that to me and I was like, that's not attainable. Break it down into little steps. Um, so what is most critical to you? What's most important to you is what to look for first. Mm-hmm. And then go. And I think sometimes we need to step back to reflect on that because it reminds me of that important urgent matrix that sometimes things that are urgent somehow disguise themselves or fool us into thinking that they're actually important when they're not. And often we need to step back, don't we, to go, actually, I just kind of want to do this because I quite like this or, you know, this is more appealing to me, but actually the thing that will make the biggest difference if I perhaps looked back from Friday and looked back, what do I want to achieve this week if I can get this project done, then that is actually the key thing and then we can drive our efforts into that because we all have the same 24 hours don't we and yes we can all feel busy and increasingly that's what I'm seeing but if we just focus on the most important thing then we're going to make headway aren't we absolutely absolutely and time blocking is is a real important aspect of getting stuff done and step away from the email step away from the notifications put your phone down and focus on a particular thing maybe it's for 15 Maybe it's for an hour. Maybe it's for, you know, two hours. If you feel that you can go that long stretch without a break, so be it. You'll be surprised how much you can get done in a matter of an hour if you just put your whole mental mind space into that. Mm -hmm. And focusing solely on that, we tend to think that we can multitask a lot better than we actually do. But science has shown us that we, we just really can't multitask. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just, we know that it's just the brain is switching very rapidly. And I think the myth has come out that women can multitask, but that's purely because women's brains switch a little bit quicker than men's brains, but we're still multitasking, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's amazing to think of the power when you have a clear desk, you walk in, you've got your number one thing there and you just know what you're going to focus on. And I agree, switch off the notifications and even limit your access to things like the internet or webs, you know, work offline. Sometimes we need to dive back into our emails, perhaps if you're using Outlook, you can actually just click work offline at the top. So even if you need to go back into your emails for a legitimate reason because of the project you're working on, you don't then get sidetracked and distracted into, oh, there's an email, I'll just reply to that. Oh, I'm just going to do this. (laughs) And we know that as human beings, we're creatures of habit. We Procrastination is real. It's easy for us to get sidetracked. And one other thing that, Yana, you talk about is that sometimes it's just time to walk away. Mm -hmm. So can you share when is that moment? How do you know when it's time to walk away? So sometimes it has to do with your intuition. You just have to sit still and, and really let it sink in. Is this really aligned with my goals? Is it still serving its purpose? Those are some hard questions that you really can't find online on a Google search. Um, These are hard search questions that not everybody has the answer to. You can get opinions from other people, but if you look deep down inside, um, if it doesn't serve you, if you have no more passion for it, or if it's deviated from the original purpose, it's, it's time. And if you, Another, uh, another thing I do want to touch on is sometimes you get to a wall and that's when you have your breakthrough. That's wow. different. That's so much, that's a different feeling where, you know, you're just like, okay, let me try just one more thing. And that's when the breakthrough happens. Um, but you still have that passion and purpose to see it go through. What I'm talking about is when you really need to tip your hat and just say, 
I gave it a good go. I tried my best. I learned all these lessons, but now it's time to move on. And um, can you share any stories or examples, either from your own life or perhaps clients that you've worked with, just to, to bring this to life for people? Absolutely. The, the one thing that really solidified this, so in the past year, I've had to hang up my hat from my insurance agency. Um, I was really, really super proud that I took the tests. I had my own agency. I was doing so good. And I tried. I really gave it a good go. I fell flat on my face multiple times. Um, for those of you that don't understand insurance sales, it is a very difficult business. Mm -hmm. um, but I gave it a good go and I gave myself a year because I am a single mom. You know, I do need to put food on the table and have a bed for my kids. Like that's important. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I was really passionate about it at first, but then when I sat down towards the end of that year and I said, all right, is this really serving the purpose when I originally went in? Um, now it's now it's it's more sales driven and I don't I don't see that passion anymore. Is it um, causing me more pain than good? And pain being, oh, do I want to get up tomorrow morning and do this job, or I want to get up tomorrow morning and I want to do this job? Mm -hmm. And if more days than not are the the. Ah, the pain point of, I just don't, I, I can't see myself doing this anymore. You have to listen to that intuition and logically and physically think about it. Is this really serving its purpose still? Um, granted, there are times where, you know, you just do have to tough it out and stick it out. Um, but as a creative, I can't, I can't stay yeah. in something like that. Uh, is that serving its purpose or giving me passion? And, you know, it's a hard thing to swallow. It's a very hard pill to swallow. To oh, say. I can imagine. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that distinction that you make between sometimes when you're trying something and you're putting effort and energy in and you feel like you're hitting a brick wall, but you're still passionate about it. And sometimes that's the time to push through so that you can then have that breakthrough. As, and that's the distinction between either that situation or perhaps when you've been trying and trying and trying, but you're actually, you realize it's not aligned with your passion or with your vision. And I think that's why it's so important to have a clear vision of how you would love your life to be so that you yeah, can constantly yeah. be checking back and lining up with that. And, and it's challenging sometimes because I don't know about you, but I certainly find that it can be like the shiny object syndrome, the bright shiny objects. And it's like, wow, or, you know, people offer you an opportunity and could you come and do this and perhaps you could do that. And sometimes those opportunities can seem really enticing. I know my business coach was talking about how a little while ago she was invited to be on a board and it was a paid governance board position and she had just the perfect skill set for it. And so part of her was getting really excited thinking, oh, I could do this. Yes, this is great. And then she came back and looked at her long-term vision and she realized that it didn't actually fit in that plan at all and that she really needed to say no to it. And that was quite... Uh, conflicting in some ways but she was so pleased afterwards because she realized looking back yeah that was just another bright shiny object yeah so when you've got that passion persevere and perhaps if not then perhaps it's as you say time to walk away from a situation and I can agree with what you just said about 
look at your life and figure out what your mission is. What is your direct mission? What do you want to accomplish in this life? We all have a mission. Every business has a mission statement, right? And we as humans, we as people, we as breathing, interactive human beings, we need to find out our mission. We need to find out our why. If you can't find out your why, then you're, you're just going through the motions. And, you know, life is too short just to go through the motions. Figure out what your why is, and that'll give you a clear idea of, okay, this is aligning with it, and this is just a tough part in my life, or, okay, this isn't aligning with my why. Mm-hmm. And I think because right now we know that people are so much more mobile in their careers, that you know that we have so many more options, that people are often doing multiple different careers and even retraining or going into new areas, which is really exciting for so many people. And I think you don't have to feel boxed in by one career path that you've chosen or perhaps a business that you've been investing in that there's always more to come. Yeah. So fantastic, Beth. Just to wrap up, I wanted to ask you, is there, if you could share one more final piece of advice to the people that are listening in to inspire them with how they can brush it off and get back up, what would you say? Just get back up and learn from your mistakes. Listen to your gut. Listen to your inner, your inner intuition. Listen to podcasts that get you motivated, like, David Goggins or Tony Robbins or Oprah Winfrey and just keep doing good things. Do one good thing. Do the next good thing. That was another piece of advice that someone had given me. Just do the next good thing. Thank you. Fantastic. Yeah, that's so lovely. Thank you for your time, Beth. And I know that you do a lot of inspirational short videos on Instagram as well. And people can connect with you at your website. What's the best way for people to get in touch if they want to find out more, connect with you? I am pretty active on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram are usually where I post the most. So I'd love to connect. Okay, and we'll put the links down below to projectdone101.com, which is Beth's website, if you're interested to find out more about that or get some of your projects done. So thank you so much for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Thrive TV Show. Go out and thrive. Thank you for listening to the Thrive TV Show with Lauren Parsons. Visit thrivetvshow.com to access the show notes and discover our fantastic bonus content. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next inspiring episode.